Cultural Center and author of several books of prose and poetry. Isabel and Alejandro will be at First Congregational Church in Oakland, 2501 Harrison at 27th Street on Wednesday, February 19th, 7.30 p.m. The church has wheelchair access and free parking. Advanced tickets for this KPFA benefit are available through brownpapertickets.com or supportive indie bookstores. Full info on the KPFA website for February 19th. Isabel Allende with Alejandro Murguia. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for a cover-to-cover open book. Good afternoon and welcome to Cover to Cover Open Book. I will be your host for the next half hour. I am Javelin Richards and today uh, we're going to be talking about writing. We're going to be talking about poetry as a form of writing and also the 18th annual African American Literature Celebration through poetry. So if you have an interest in poetry, and specifically if you think about, this is my thought that I'd like my listeners to call and respond. This is always, uh, when I'm on the air, it's usually live, and I always say that you, my KPFA listening audience, is my co-host. So I'd appreciate if you call, if you have a comment, a thought, if you want to share, uh, the number to call is 510-848-4425. Earlier I was going to have a guest on uh, Kenneth Blackswell, who is a um, filmmaker, documentary, and I will be hosting him next month, the third Friday on Cover to Cover, and he has created a film looking at the impact of being fatherless among African-American men, and and the documentary features his own journey emotionally into healing, so I'm excited about that. Uh, He had a few things that he had to do today because he would have been with us today had he not had a couple challenging moments to get through. Nothing intense negative, but just a backup of things. But he will be on with me in three, uh, the third Friday of uh, February, cover to cover open book. Today's guest, I have Wanda Sabir, who actually started the annual uh, African-American celebration through poetry, and also Paradise, who has been working with Wanda uh, throughout the years on that. And some of you know Paradise from uh, other shows, and uh, I've had him as a guest at my show as well. He is a writer, poet, he's an advocate, and uh, he is here to share in studio with me. Wanda's on the phone, and she is a radio host, professor, writer, a theater critic, uh, advocate inside the the communities of color. She does a, a host of wonderfulness in her humanity to bring all of us into our consciousness, into our hearts. This is the way I see her work, into our hearts, uh, into our thinking selves and connecting us. So uh, let's welcome Wanda uh, via the phone. Wanda, are you with us? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Javelin. I wanted to correct you, though. Uh, okay. It's the 23rd annual African-American Celebration Through Poetry. Oh, it's the 23rd. So now Paradise is not in his head. He did share with me when I asked him which which uh, poetry uh, event it was. He says, I'm not sure. It could be the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th. They see had a few numbers <laughs> throughout this. So, so, so I just 
follow protocols. So, but I'm glad you made that correction. So, Wanda, tell us about the history of the 23rd annual African American celebration through poetry. Where did this? How did it start? You were the creator of this. Yeah, actually. Um I raised my children in West Oakland, um, the Oak Center um, area of uh, West Oakland, and it's not far from the West Oakland Branch Library, um, a real historic part of Oakland. It's right across the street from Defermery Park, um, Little Bobby Hutton Park, uh, where the Black Panther Party did a lot of their organizing. And it really centers around literacy and uh, and respect because I started the poetry celebration because at that time I was... Uh, an undergraduate at Holy Names College, now university, and I was um, I was going was going to weekend college, and sometimes on Saturday I'd stop by the library and it would be closed, and I just but it was supposed to be open, and I just thought that wow, um, perhaps the library feels that um, this particular area of Oakland doesn't use it uh, or doesn't find it valuable, so they just would pull staff and put them in other places in Oakland. And in West Oakland, that particular area, we would be left without library services on Saturdays when it was supposed to have them. So I thought to myself, hmm, what could we do to show the city uh, administration that uh, African Americans, because at that time West Oakland had a lot of black people in it, now, hmm, now that's kind of debatable, um, what could we do to show them that you know African Americans find you know our lit or you know find libraries and books valuable? And since I'm a poet, uh, I decided to to start a program. And at that time, uh, we had an African American librarian, um, branch librarian, and she was really wonderful. And and Paradise, then known as Richard Moore, <laughs> uh, he um, he was the uh, head of. We had a lot of. Uh, African-American literary organizations, and uh, one was called um, the International Black Writers and Artists, and they had locals. We had a local in Oakland. We had a local in San Francisco, and and Paradise was the president of the local in Oakland, and, and the International Black Writers and Artists put on programs, so he was like the point person. He's like, okay, he knew a lot of people. He knew about organizing, and so I asked him to help me you know, sort of helped me with the program because we wanted to get the word out to the artists. And it was a huge success. And the library system stopped closing our library arbitrarily when they needed staff. And uh, and it sort of really put that particular branch on the map. And today it is the longest-running uh, program in the system. Others have fell off. And, um, yeah, and the... Administration has changed over the years. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's it's been you know so so that's that hasn't been uh, really pleasant because normally we have the poetry celebration on the first Saturday in February from one to four, and this year would have been perfect because tomorrow, uh, February first is Langston Hughes's birthday. And one year we actually celebrated Langston Hughes on his birthday, and it was also the release of that his that um. Black Heritage Stamp. This year, the Black Heritage Stamp is honoring Shirley Chisholm, which is really wonderful as well. So anyway. And so this is the third. So 
Tell us, for those of us that have not had an opportunity but are listening to you and will be listening to Paradise about this event, tell us what happens when, and if you, if one who might be interested in poetry, mm-hmm. interested in what's happening, what does it look like when we when you enter the room? Because sometimes, and I, I ask that question because poetry can be intimidating, community events can be intimidating in that, like particularly if you don't consider yourself a writer. Like I love the fact, Wanda, that you, you claim and own uh, yourself as a, a, a poet, as in paradise. He, I'm a poet. And that can be so intimidating for so many people. And so, and go to an event like, am I a part of that? <laughs> what does it look like? Is it user friendly? What, can, what can, can we expect? <laughs> oh, it's extremely community friendly. Um, you know, from unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but we actually, we uh, make sure that the poetry that, because actually the way it works is we have featured readers and then we have open mic. And for the featured portion of the program and for the open mic, we announce that, um, you know, we want this to be a family event. So people have to make sure that the language is appropriate for all ears. And um, because we want, we don't want anyone to be um, offended uh, by, by, the, by, the, uh, by the language, um, you know, the content. You know, um, it ranges from political to, you know, love poems to historic kinds of, kinds of themes. We usually, or we actually always have a theme. And this year the theme is a tribute, it's a tribute to Nelson Mandela and we're honoring a voice for freedom. So we ask, um, our featured poets to maybe think about that theme, but they aren't held to it. Um, and a lot of the poets, sometimes they have musical accompaniment. Uh, we've had poets in the past that have brought bands. Um, when uh, Raymond Nat Turner was here, he'd bring a whole ensemble, and he would perform his piece, I mean, literally. And we've had children where they recite poetry of, 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 of relatives. We've had people that recited poetry of others, you know, um, for instance, um, poets that are in the canon that they enjoy and what's really wonderful about the event where we we have food refreshments um it's 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 just a really wonderful afternoon of just celebrating you know who we are as people of african descent um particularly here in this in this hemisphere and um and for this particular event, everyone is welcome. Um, if people let us know in advance, we get sign language interpretation. The facility is wheelchair accessible, but the bathrooms aren't, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's just really a good time for everyone. And, um, it's, uh, people are, all people are invited, but the poets are all people of African descent. That's so wonderful. And again, you're listening to Wanda Sabir, and I'm going to be asking Paradise to join us in a few seconds. And the event is the 23rd Annual African American Celebration Through Poetry, and that's February 18th from 12 to 3 p.m. Is that correct, Paradise? No, it's not correct. It's it's February 8th, next next Saturday, from 12 into 3 p.m. I, <laughs> is Paradise jumping here with me? Kind of help me on this one here. What happened, Paradise? Uh, that may have been uh, a little bit of a... Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear That could That's been... my birthday. I put... <laughs> yeah, it's your birthday. Yes, so sure par- Okay, so, so let's take a moment for Paradise. <laughs> the event is on February 8th, next Saturday, and, and Paradise yes. handed me information on the show that said February 18th. And so, Paradise, happy birthday. Thank you so much. I've been looking for a place to hold my birthday, so I guess it's 
been <laughs> on my mind <laughs> so much that uh that it, you put it down which is okay but it's february yeah. 8th is it now the time is correct right wanda 12 to 3 12 to 3 and it's at the west oakland um public library 1801 adeline street uh the phone number there at the library is 510-238-7352 and it's really great that we're on your show uh this afternoon javelin because mm-hmm. tomorrow we have a rehearsal and paradise is going to be facilitating that rehearsal so we always offer rehearsal the the week before so the rehearsal is from 10 to 12 and it's in the building on uh, the multi-purpose center so people can just go to the library and they'll be pointed to the you know where um where the rehearsal is in the building it's going to be upstairs and um they can bring their poems they don't have to be settled on well which one am i going to read they can just bring all the poems they want to share and they'll be able to share them with an audience and get some feedback if they like to and we'd be able to time them to see how many minutes they are because um you know we want to be able to let everyone who wants to share be able to share and then we people can come back with more poetry so it's really a wonderful um wonderful opportunity to be in a community of other writers and we have actually in the past hosted writing workshops preceding the poetry celebration uh, we've offered family writing workshops where we've had parents and children writing together and we've had performances and written books and had videos of these performances in the past um it's been you know this whole thing around literacy and writing has been an ongoing theme um in my life and in anything that i'm involved in in the oakland public library system i really like the fact that that tomorrow there will be a rehearsals for Mm -hmm. particularly for those that may or may not have been part of a poetry reading to have that additional support and confidence paradise why don't you first of all welcome paradise to the show oh thank you for having we've done a celebration of your birthday (laughs) so now we're ready to start and i i do appreciate that and so paradise what does the rehearsal look like um well this will be my first time doing it but uh as in most rehearsals when we're having poetry events we just have um uh, poets come through and uh, share the works that uh, they want to do. And so we can check it to see that it's uh, not vulgar because it's a, fa- a family-friendly event. And so we can see that how we might want the show to go. Maybe somebody has a few poems that are love-orientated, so we may put them in a certain part of the show. Um, and we encourage people to project so that they can be heard. I mean, if you're going to come there and you're going to be on stage, you might as well be heard while you're on stage. So, um, Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm looking at your face. Try to coach a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching your <clears throat> face as you're sharing that. I mean, you gave you this big smile. Uh, and so... For me to think of uh, someone coming who have not had an opportunity to share their works on stage and for you to say to you're going to coach them how to speak. So if you, as you said in your language, if you're going to be on stage, you might as well be heard. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to show them how to do that, right? Oh, most most definitely. Uh, I'm going to share with the prospective poets uh, oh. wherever I can that will help them uh be as successful at their craft as possible. And I want to say, 
congratulate Wanda because I haven't heard for a long time her claim that she's a poet. I know, that's why I she had said, <laughs> I am a poet. I was I like, you go. So I'm glad that she still acknowledges herself and claims to be what she is, a poet. <laughs> Thanks, Paradise. <laughs> Paradise, so tell, tell, share with um, us, for those that are listening, the importance that you find in writing and poetry for all people. What is it that you have found, not in all, when I say all people, but as readers, uh, those that may write poetry, why is that important? What does it do for a person? Well, as um, one poet said once upon a time, writing is fighting. And another poet said, if it's not a pleasure, it's not a poem. So... Poetry can be all of that. It can be uh, resistance. It can be uh, therapeutic. It can be going to church. It can be uh, getting things off your chest, trying to change things. Um, I have a poem called Write On, which talks about how uh, we need to write because it used to be illegal for us to write. And if we tried to write, we would get our fingers or our hands cut off so we would write with our our feet and uh so it's a great honor and privilege and uh duty for many of us to write and share what's in our hearts and what's good and what's not so good about the world and it sounds like the event that's going to happen on February 8th at the 23rd Annual African American Celebration through Poetry, that this is intergenerational. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so poetry writers, and what I'd like to say is that I have a feeling that this is a circle of community that whether you consider what you've written, poetry or not, however you define that, to bring, if you feel that you've written something that to you you think is poetry, that is acceptable to bring there mm-hmm. and yes, to read exactly. out loud. Because mm-hmm. as I'm hearing you, Paradise, this is about the opportunity. As you said, it can be resistance, it can, resistance, it can be about love, but in all of that, this is about feeling feeling that people who are bringing work that they and to express their feelings most definitely to articulate um your feelings as as best as best you can and what i like about the african-american celebration through poetry is that it is just that it's it's african it's, it's black specific and we don't have a whole bunch of that uh in the world today um i have something that's called um positive racism in other words it's good for all cultures and nationalities to be around your own sometimes to be around family and to uh nurture each other and encourage each other and strengthen each other and empower each other why do you think that enrich each other why do you think that that is important i know i mean i can say you know, we can say yes to that, but what do you think happens when people of similar um, 
uh, background, skin tones, uh, movements uh, of body language, however we define that. What do you, what's important about that? Um, oh, and, and one, feel free to <laughs> join <laughs> any time. Yeah, there's a question to um, both of you. What The importance of that? Well, for me, it's uh, there was this brother, I haven't seen him in a long time, whose name was African Identity. And that's what he was about. Mm-hmm. And uh, in America, we can lose that. We can get immersed so much in other cultures that we lose ourselves, which I think is what's best, best about us, uh, our culture and being ourselves and excavating that black gold that is in our culture and in our history and in each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's important to to do things that are culturally specific, um, even though we might have an audience that's not necessarily people of African descent, that's fine. But to have something that's just for us, it's it's an affirmation. It's also a self-reflection, a visible self-reflection, because it's not often that you can find black people together doing something positive in the public. I mean, it happens a lot, I'm sure, but it's not happening enough. enough. And so for children, we have children there. My children grew up in the poetry celebration. When they we first started 23 years ago, their feet didn't touch the the, uh, the floor. And now, you know, my older daughter is a mother and my younger daughter, you know, she's grown as well. So we've seen people come up. One of our poets, um, Tatiana, she is, um, oh, my goodness, she is a superstar, award-winning. Um, and in the beginning, she would come and she would read her, her auntie's poetry. And now she is just well-renowned, published, you know, international. She is just simply fabulous. So... And then a long time ago, back when um, uh, the Oakland, um, uh, City of Oakland television station regularly came out and uh, taped public programs, we were the most popular of all of the city programs. People would buy the program. People could could get it. All they had to do was just uh, go to KTOP, give them a blank tape. That was back when there were these <laughs> video cassette tapes, and and they would make uh, make the um, the person a tape. You give them a tape, and they make you a tape, and the paper would just give them another tape. So it's just been really wonderful insofar as being a place to be affirmed and to feel proud of yourself, literally. I think that is important. It, it, I reflect on thinking about some of the more popular figures in the media of African-American descent. Uh, one of them, uh, Oprah, who I think we all, we all know. One of the things that she shared was that part of her awakening was being able to read Maya Angelou's I Know Why a Caged Bird sing, Sings. And part of what she said in that acknowledgement is that it awakened her to herself, to the possibilities that she had, that to hear someone that spoke her color, her theme that she was living inside of as a black girl growing up, it gave it 
even though she and she had this backdrop of the black church she was going to in the south but at the same time what happened is that to read that privately going to the library getting the book that sort of private journey opening a book to hear her story being played out in language through someone that looked like her gave her permission to say i am worthy i am alive and i think all human beings universally is looking for that we know that we are part of a collective species but when we see the species that looks uh, similar to us with similar journeys and to hear them so proudly stand up and to tell their story however that story plays out whether good bad or indifferent but to hear them say i am alive this is my story so i um support that in terms of um it's like children being in a room they begin to play differently when they're among their peers as opposed to playing with grown-ups they the rules tend to change if you put a child in a room with grown-ups to say let's play they the rules of the game play when children are with their peers they begin to make up imagine and it broadens much deeper in my experience and so again uh, this event is happening on February 8th, uh, the 23rd annual African American celebration through poetry. And the theme this year is freedom, paradise. What is freedom to you now in the 21st century? Um, freedom to me is a lot of things, but... The freedom that I'm concentrating on for myself and my people more than anything is financial freedom. Because once we can get liberated uh, financially and wealth-wise and um, have our mobility increased and be able to do more things and invite and pay our own folks... um, to me, that's what I think we really, really need right now. Economical freedom. <laughs> yes, which is why I, I started what I call Buy Black Wednesday to encourage people to uh, buy black every day if possible, but especially on Wednesday, just to get the thought back into our heads that we should support our own and that, um, yeah, you, be, you can be American, but don't forget family. Buy back community. Buy Black Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next Wednesday, where can I go to buy black? Any black business that you know Suggest of. Suggest one uh, to me. Did you well, Marcus Books is the first one. Marcus Bookstores, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, or you can go online. Um, and hopefully you have friends who are entrepreneurs, you know. Um yeah, I um, you know, I, I think that's a great idea, and and paradise is basically bringing back something that um, when I raised my children when they were younger, I believe it was Donald Warden, but um, there was a a, a, a brother who um, had a television show on on public television, and he that was the first place I ever read about buying black on Wednesday, and so what would happen is. Um, sometimes I wouldn't be able to find a black business that uh, sold or had a ton of service that I needed. Um, so I would tell my children, well, that's an area we need to go into because we need to develop that area because we don't have enough uh, black entrepreneurs, you know, cleaning, you know, doing dry cleaning or, or doing shoe repair or, you know, or or 
uh, practicing medicine or dentistry or whatever the need might have been. And so what I ended up having to do would be, um, or and also service stations, you know, like black businesses, people that owned, you know, filling stations. And so I just found it really interesting. I find myself, my children will find me like I'd be traveling to Richmond, California, Berkeley, just for one thing, because <laughs> I wanted to like, and then if you didn't, if you did, couldn't buy, if you couldn't buy black, then you did just didn't buy at all. And I just, I really liked that concept. And I was really happy when um, Paradise um, reawakened it to sort of reinvigorated that particular um, principle. Um, could I comment on the freedom? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking, and I, I certainly agree that we need economic freedom, but if we are not free mentally, um, the money won't stay at home. <laughs> we won't spend in our community. So I was thinking that perhaps we need to be spiritually, mentally, spiritually and mentally, uh, or psychologically free. And for most, for the most part, um, the people that we're speaking about are physically free, but there are so many people of African descent that are not physically free. They are like behind in the new Jim Crow. They're in prison. But a lot of those people that whose bodies are locked down, their minds aren't locked down, locked down. Their spirits aren't locked down. So it's really interesting. Um, you know, those of us that have mobility <laughs> are a lot of times more enslaved than those that don't have mobility. Absolutely. So as we close our show, I want to thank my guests, Wanda Sabir and Paradise. And the event is the 23rd annual African-American Freedom Celebration through Poetry, Saturday, February 8th from 12 to 3, West Oakland Branch Library, 1801 Adeline Street. I've been your host, Cover to Cover Open Book, Javelin. I'll see you the third Friday in February. Have you been looking to tell your stories on KPFA and create a space for your community to tell theirs? Then check out First Voice Media's apprenticeship program based on community building, a collaborative work environment, and passing on our skills and stories. We're looking for the next wave of unique voices to bring fresh perspective and the diversity that gives us strength. Here at the First Voice Media apprenticeship program, we focus on bringing women, people of color, and underrepresented groups into media production, providing a comprehensive broadcast, technical, and administrative skill training in radio. For more information, go to kpfaapprentice.org or call 510-848-6767, extension 235. The application deadline is March 14th, so check it out and get ready to 